everyone, welcome to the Live Revolutionary Podcast, and I am your host, Vanessa Cruz. Today is a great day, and I'm hoping that all of you are having a fantastic day. And if you're not, I'm hoping this podcast will refresh you and give you a new wind. Um, hopefully, steady your heart a bit. Um, truth has a way of doing that. Today, I want to talk about waiting on the Lord. It sounds so extra spiritual, you know, like we must wait on the Lord. And really what I mean by that is how not to lose your ever loving mind as you desperately wait on God to turn a situation around or bless you with something that you've been believing for or deliver you from a situation. I mean, you name it, whatever it is that you feel that you're waiting on God for. Um, I want to give you an idea on how to change the way that you think about this. Because many times I think if, depending on how long you've been waiting and praying about a particular situation to change or turn around, we can feel sort of left out or left behind or wonder like, God, are you even listening? You know, are you even hearing my prayers? And What's going on? Uh, everybody else around me is being blessed and they look like they're highly favored. And I look like, what is happening right now? Is God, are you even with me? And as I'm saying that, the first person that comes to mind is Joseph from the Bible. Um, Joseph was like that one guy that had a bunch of bad things happen. And in scripture, it confuses you. And it says, like, right after he was sold into slavery, it was like, but the Lord was with Joseph. And you're like, what? How you are, this is confusing me. How could the Lord be with Joseph after he was sold into slavery as if that were a good thing? And then the next time, you know, he's unjustly thrown in prison, it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. And you're like, what? See, because we have this idea that if the Lord is with us, Good things should come from this. But, you know, especially in the story of Joseph, that flies in the face of how we see Christianity sometimes. Um, and so just, just alone through the story of Joseph, we can see that sometimes bad things or what seems to look like bad things are actually a total setup from God. Um, in fact, if you look at the, the story of Joseph, every time something horrible happened to Joseph, if we look at it in hindsight, knowing that he ended up becoming um, Pharaoh's basically second in command, every one of those quote unquote awful things that happened were in fact promotions. And so, I mean, I'm just going to throw that out there to just confuse you a little bit more. But um, really, we, we serve, we walk, and we live if you are in Christ, then you live in this um, this upside down kingdom. Things that you know are finite brains. The way we comprehend life on this earth is sometimes so different than how things in the kingdom operate. And so, I wanted to share some insight and um, really a personal story of mine on how I successfully because you know we can know some of these principles like yes we know god is good and we know romans 8 28 says that he works out all things for the good of those who love him you know and we know these things but when you are in this situation how can you take the knowledge and 
apply it and, and, and truly make it a belief instead of just knowledge. And so as I was praying about what the next, you know, topic for the podcast should be about, um, the Lord was pretty clear that he wanted me to talk about this subject. And, you know, it's totally personal. And I'm at a place now where I'm all good with sharing this story. For a while, um, I was just comfortable sharing my, my childhood testimony. But as the years go on, now that I'm in my 30s, I'm realizing that really this is um, this is an adult testimony amongst others, but this is one of the bigger ones. And it really started, I believe the testimony started 12 a.m., like right when it hit 2016, the year 2016, I felt that I could start talking about it. I felt like 2015 was just a really, really tough year for me. Um, I, my husband and I, we have been believing for a child and we've always wanted children, but I, but I feel like we've been actively believing for a child for the past three years, I would say. Um, and even before then we weren't taking any contraceptives or anything like that to prevent childbirth. It just hadn't happened naturally. And so we thought we would start committing it to prayer. Um, a little bit of backstory of mine is that when I was, um, I am a veteran, I'm, I was in the military, was a United States Marine. And when I was around, I want to say 19 or 20, I said, hmm, my menstrual cycle has not come yet. And I, and I thought it would be coming. My, my mother's came late. I was thinking it was just going to be the same case and it didn't happen. And they said that, um, I have a, I had a diagnosis of polycystic ovarian syndrome and for short, it's called PCOS. And he said, you know, you may not be able to have children when you grow up. And you know, at 19, 20 years old, you think, Hmm. Okay. I mean, I guess I could live without that. And I was an unbeliever as well. And so, um, really the weight of that diagnosis really hadn't hit me until now that, you know, I'm, I I got married and now that we're believing for children. Um, and then later on down the line, some doctor said, Oh, you know, we'll just give you, um, it's a quick fix. We'll just give you some pills and, um, you'll get pregnant. No problem. Well, I'm here to tell you that I did try those pills. In fact, I tried like several different kinds of pills, these magic pills. Um, and really they only made me feel worse. Um, one set actually one prescription made me feel like I was pregnant. Um, I was really convinced that I was only to find out that those were false symptoms. And so I've really been through it when it comes to, you know, waiting for a child. And for in 2015, I felt like I was going to, I'm all about focused and intentional prayers. And I was focused and I was intentional about my prayers. And I was Hannah, you know, going to the temple of the Lord and petitioning the Lord for this son and, you know, saying all the right things and, and praying what Hannah said, like, Lord, I will dedicate him to you and he shall be your prophet. You know, I mean, I, I said it all and um, nothing happened. It was disappointment after disappointment um, year after year. And 2015, really, I felt like was just the worst of it as everyone, well, what it feels like when you're believing for a certain situation, it, it feels like everyone around you um, is 
experiencing the blessing of whatever it is that you're believing because it's highlighted in your mind and you see it. But I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm really not exaggerating. I feel like everyone was pregnant or having a child around me. And whether it's like on Facebook or, or new people, you know, pregnant with their second child, you know, and here I'm in my mid thirties or almost my mid thirties. And I'm like, just believing for the one, just believing for the one Lord, if just, just the one, I'll be happy and nothing. Um, and so when something like that happens, I think that's very natural to begin feeling left out, left behind, overlooked. But I think for me, it was the lack of a particular title. And that title or that label was motherhood. And I felt like I am missing out on that. That is something that is that I should be, that I should have. Um, I am a woman. That is what I'm created for. Uh, to mother, I mean, my whole my whole body and reproductive system is created to bear children. Why is this not happening? Um, sort of, you know, feeling singled out. But really, that title of motherhood, I felt like, I felt like I was, you know, Eve in the garden. And the enemy is, you know, when God told, when God fashioned Adam and Eve, he said, you can have, you can eat from any tree in the garden, except that one. But when the enemy talks to Eve, and when we look at their dialogue, the enemy does a very good job of reversing that. And he says, oh, you can't, you can't eat from that tree. You know, never mind the fact that every other tree is available to you, but let's just highlight the one that God is keeping from you. And that's what was happening in this, in this 2015 season was that I felt like whether it was self-induced, paranoia, um, or just issues that I was going through, just the whole, you know, comparison trap, um, or whether it was, um, you know, flaming arrows from the enemy bringing doubt and whatnot, I kept hearing like, why? I kept feeling like, God, why are you keeping that from me? You know, never mind the fact that I am blessed with so many other things. I mean, I'm richly blessed with so many other things in my life, but let me just highlight on the one that you're not giving me. And so that was 2015 for me. And, you know, every, um, here at our church, we have prayer nights every Tuesday night. And, and I just felt like every Tuesday I was praying about this situation, like, Lord, Lord, help me. Um, and then, you know, first it was just petitioning for, for the child. And, you know, it's like, I, I believe in focused and intentional prayers, like I said, and I also believe in, in, um, continuing to pray about a certain thing until you see it happen in your life. But in my particular situation, I felt like, okay, the Lord knows that I'm believing for a child. Um, I think what needs to change is my heart because this is causing way too many, you know, psychological issues for myself. I, I don't feel at peace. I, you know, didn't even want to go to baby shower because I felt like it was going to trigger very real and painful emotions for me. And so I didn't want to become a recluse and, and isolate myself. And so I started, I started praying differently. And one day 
I'm a therapist and I meet with a supervisor, with my supervisor every week. My supervisor said, you know, sometimes we just have to ask ourselves if that one thing that we're believing for, is it the end all be all? And I felt like I had a, I had a very prolific moment. Having a child for me is not the end all be all. How dare I say that, right? I'm believing and I want it. But at the same time, I cannot allow myself, my purpose, and my identity to be taken from me because motherhood is not a part of my identity. Um, and so my mind started to shift and I began to pray differently. Lord, help me to realize and believe that even if you don't make me a mother, that I am still just as worthy of a woman, that I, that I will still serve you um, with the same heart, with the same fervency, with the same uh, mission-mindedness, um, that my worship will remain the same, that all of these things will remain the same whether or not you give me A, B, or C. And this was, this was revolutionary for me. Um, and, and I'm praying that this will help you. One story in the Bible that came to mind as I was thinking about this and I had came across an Instagram picture which paraphrased one of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were facing being thrown into a blazing furnace. Um, the Instagram picture said, and if not, he is still good. And that was the place that I had to come to in 2015. Will I still worship and love God? Will my identity change? And will I believe that God is still good if he does not grant me this thing? And in the latter half of 2015, I feel like I got there. I feel like I'm at a place of just contentment. And the Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. And I feel like it was at the stroke of midnight, all Cinderella about it. Right. I mean, all, you know, church, we're all with our church families. And at 2016, I'm not celebrating. I'm weeping because I feel like I made it past a spiritual marathon. Like I had completed a spiritual marathon that I didn't even know I was running. I felt like whatever test of 2015 in that moment, I had just passed it. And I didn't even know that I was being tested or that I was in this race, whatever you want to call it. But I felt like I had just low crawled my way over the finish line and I let out a cry. I made it. I made it to 2016. I did not die. I did not renounce my faith. And I did not curse my God like Job's wife wanted him to say. Even though you slay me, I will praise you. It was that was that moment for me that I knew I am going to be all good, whether or not I am a mother or not. And I love children so much. And I long to give my husband a child, but I am going to serve God 110% whether or not he 
he gives me this child, this child that I am truly praying for. And in um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's situation, they were facing something similar. They were serving under King Nebuchadnezzar in that time, and um, he had erected this image and wanted everyone from all the lands to come and worship this uh, this idol um, that I that was apparently very big and um, 90 feet high and 90 feet wide. Um, and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego are like, nah, we're not going to do that. Um, and their response, their response is, is crazy. Okay. I think it's crazy. Really. The Bible talks about serving God is a, is like, you're a fool, you know, like you're going to look, be looked at as a fool. And this is what they said. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods. Now that right there, you got to really love God. You got to really love God to say, even if God does not deliver us from this situation, even if he does not, if his hand is not in our situation, and if he doesn't turn us around, turn the situation around, we will still worship our God. I mean, that is, that is some crazy faith. And you may not be in a situation where you are about to be thrown into a blazing furnace, but your situation might feel like it's consuming you. And in that moment, perhaps you need to question your faith, right? Because the Bible does say that we should examine ourselves to see if we are in the faith and ask yourself, if God does not give me this or that, will I still worship him? Will I still serve him? Will my heart and my mission remain the same? And, and if you can say yes to that, then you're going to be okay. Because really the bigger aspect is that really just being in Christ, my friends, is, is more than enough. The book of Ephesians says we have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. I mean, we have been elected by God. We have been predestined by Him. And the victory is already ours. And so, I want to encourage you, focus and pray intentional prayers that are around having a content heart. Ecclesiastes 8.6 says, For there is a proper time and procedure for every matter, though a person may be weighed down by misery. That was one verse that um, I clung to when I didn't want to work a full-time job anymore. I felt like I was enslaved in a thing called a cubicle. And I, I taped that scripture on my, on my monitor, my desk monitor, because I felt like I was in misery. But I trusted that in God's proper time, 
he's going to have a procedure and it's going to be beautiful in that time. And so I want to leave you with this very short encouragement, hoping and praying that whatever it is that you're believing for, that you, you truly realize in your heart of hearts that God is for you. He is for you. He is not against you. And that He truly does have plans for you that are to prosper you and not to harm you. Because many times the enemy will want to twist, um, will want to will want to twist the situation, make it seem like God is not in your favor. In fact, that He's withholding from you. And so, I love you all, you listeners, and I pray that this encouraged you, this refreshed you, and that it challenged you more than anything um, to live a life just sold out for God, believing in the character of how the scriptures paint God. And that is one that is good, a father that is good, faithful, and trustworthy. Well, that's all for now. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Got a question? Hop on liverev.org and click Ask Vanessa. Remember to think, feel, and live revolutionary. Talk with you soon.